Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. The postman only rings five times a week. Why do we need prime numbers anyway? And a little bit of Freakonomics Radio coming up on the broadcast today from American Public Media. This is Marketplace. Wake up to the day's top business headlines. Subscribe to the Marketplace Morning Report podcast. It's on iTunes and Marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Wednesday, the 6th of February. Good as always to have you with us. The long-suffering and all-but-bankrupt United States Postal Service said today that starting in August, no more letters in home mailboxes. On Saturdays, the USPS figures to save $2 billion a year doing that. And you could make a case that most of what shows up in the mail you just don't want anyway. But Marketplace's Sally Herships reports 237 years of post office history is not easily undone. The post office is losing $25 million a day delivering our mail. So what is in mail these days? I looked in my mailbox. Junk, some bank statements. Mostly what's called first-class mail. John Callen is a postal industry analyst. And that you would think of primarily as uh, billing statements and and people, if they're still paying, uh, checks in the mail. Greeting cards, that sort of thing. Callan says deliveries of first-class envelopes have been declining, and with that, the Postal Service's revenues. Junk mail, or what the industry calls standard or advertising mail, makes up half of the mail's volume but brings in much less money. And even junk mail is declining. You can expect 3% less this year. So does this mean we might one day lose our mail service altogether? Well, I, I actually do not think so. Rick Geddes teaches in the Department of Policy Analysis and Management at Cornell, and he says he's not basing that statement just on raw optimism. But on the experience in other countries that have made their postal services more commercial, uh, more like real companies, more entrepreneurial and more innovative. Like UPS and FedEx, private sector examples of speed and efficiency. But even these companies rely on the Postal Service for some of their deliveries. In New York, I'm Sally Hershups for Marketplace. Today makes it 100 days even since Hurricane Sandy slammed into the Northeast. Now, a lot of New Yorkers and New Jerseyites still don't have permanent homes to return to. So they're staying wherever they can find a bed. Hotels, rentals, or crashing with friends and family. Marketplace's Mark Garrison reports now on that enduring housing challenge. Instant relocation is hard enough. Try doing it with four kids and number five on the way. It's hard for them. It's just, it's a lot of work. That's the situation Jennifer Dady and her family are in. Their queen's home is heavily damaged and under repair. They've bounced around, staying with family and friends. They finally found a rental in the Rockaways near their house. It's helpful that I'm close. The kids can stay in their school, so that's good. You know, I can keep an eye on my house. It's easier. It's definitely easier. She's moving into a newly renovated building. Ron Molis is the developer. He has a deal with the city to provide priority access to displaced people. Interest is strong, unlike apartments he offered elsewhere, like the Bronx. I don't think we had any takers outside the affected areas, which was a little bit of a surprise. Sandy's victims wanted to stay close to home, where their family, friends, and schools are. FEMA's Mike Byrne leads Sandy Relief here. A native New Yorker, he understands those ties. These neighborhoods are the center of their family life, their cultural life. In many cases, it's where people speak their language. We have 25 different languages we have to translate our material into. 
Not to mention that New York's a dense urban area where many lack cars. You could move just a mile and be a world away. As for Jennifer Dady in Queens, she wants her family back in their home before her next child is born. Her due date is July. She's not optimistic. In New York, I'm Mark Garrison for Marketplace. It was a long, slow climb. Back to break even today on Wall Street. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. There's a new record holder in a quirky and curious corner of the math world. The biggest prime number known to man has been discovered. It's got 17 million digits in it, and it was found, if that's...